the Cell Phone Junkie Podcast, episode 224 for September 12th, 2010. Premium devices coming to Ciro, new hardware unveiled at Nokia World, and iOS 4.1 hits the iPhone. My name is Mickey Papillon. And I'm Joey Coppice. Brought to you by Netflix and supported by listeners like you, subscribers to The Cell Phone Junkie Unlocked. More information at thecellphonejunkie.com. The show is also supported by The Cell Phone Junkie podcast application for the iOS, available now in the iTunes store for $1.00 and 99 cents right into the news this week orange and t-mobile uk's merger was announced this past march but little had changed up until now for the users everything er, anywhere or everything everywhere the parent network operating both companies stated that starting on october 5th both networks will be open for the more than 30 million customers of both brands the change affects about half of the British population using one of the two networks. So essentially what this means is if you're a customer of either Orange or T-Mobile UK, good news, wherever either of those networks operates, you're going to be able to use your device and you're not going to be charged any extra fees or roaming or anything like that. You're just going to be able to use it. So great news there um, to see that the everything everywhere company has really come together with both of these networks now. Well, the makers of the popular office suite Documents to Go were acquired by RIM last week, yet no one actually knew that it happened. The company announced last week that they would no longer be creating software for the WebOS, but did not say anything about the version that has come out on the Blackberries for the last few years. This week, CrackBerry had sources telling them that RIM had acquired DataViz for $50 million, pointing at multiple DataViz employee LinkedIn profiles showing job moves over to RIM. On Monday, Research in Motion confirmed reports in a prepared statement saying RIM has acquired some of the assets of DataViz and hired the majority of its employees to focus on supporting the BlackBerry platform. Terms of the deal were not disclosed, but the transaction was not material to RIM in the context of RIM's financial results. Well, Samsung introduced a new low-power dual-core 1 gigahertz ARM Cortex-A9 processor for mobile devices this week. They're calling it Orion. It has two processor cores, each with 32 kilobytes bytes of data cache and one megabyte of L2 cache. Samsung says that the processor is ideal for multimedia, supporting 30 frames per second video playback and full 1080p HD video recording. The Orion will go into production in the first half of 2011. Motorola and Ericsson have long been leaders in mobile communications for various public safety entities around the country. From two-way radios to back-end infrastructure, the companies have used their expertise to keep police, fire, and EMS personnel connected while on duty. On Tuesday, the companies announced that they had formed an alliance to deliver LTE solutions to first responders. Under the deal, Ericsson will provide LTE equipment, including packet core and related services, and combine that with Motorola's Solutions Public Safety Optimized LTE Core. Motorola also will provide devices, video security, and command and control solutions for first responders. The two vendors did not disclose the financial terms of the deal. And despite the growing market for regional LTE networks on first responders, there's still a roadblock over how to best create a nationwide interoperable public safety broadband network using the D block of 700 megahertz spectrum. Public safety groups are pressing Congress to allocate the spectrum directly to first responders, while the FCC is still advocating a re-auction of the spectrum. This is a, a topic that just keeps going round and round 
of what's going to happen with the spectrum and how they're going to best put it out there. And I think Motorola and Ericsson are, are probably two of the top companies out there. Um, Joey and I have both known them um, for a long time, going back to the, the two-way radio days. And um, they, they really created some of the best equipment when it first came out. And I think that uh, with their, their, their interest in it, and their focus on what they're going to be doing here now that they've got this partnership together. I really hope that it gets the FCC moving in the right direction on what we're going to do for a nationwide network. You know, I think so, Mickey. It, it, it is something that, uh, considering how much money is being spent on, you know, homeland security, this is one little step that should be just part of it. I mean, yeah, it's expensive, but you know what? It's actually not that expensive relatively compared to what the, what the current spending is. So this should be really just done. Get it over with. Get it. Uh, allocated get a nationwide security network to get agencies communicating to each other and of course this is the fastest way to get everybody on the same page and communicating is a nationwide network where you can you know tune in the other frequencies of the of the agencies you're with and it's and, and where you're traveling to depending on what's going on so it's just it, it just should be done and an alliance with the manufacturers of the equipment is doesn't hurt things at all. I mean, obviously, it's great to see that they've got um, they've got themselves together uh, to put put forth networks that are going to function the best for everyone in the long term. Qualcomm Wednesday announced that while still on track to ship a 1.5 gigahertz dual core Snapdragon processor to manufacturers this year, the chip will not be in devices on the market until the last part of 2011. They did, however, say that the 1.2 gigahertz chipset that they've made will be shipping in consumer devices in the next six months. Research firm IDC said it expects the smartphone market to grow 55% in 2010 compared to 2009. They expect handset vendors to ship nearly 270 million smartphones compared to the 173 in 2009. IDC also predicted that in 2014, Android will blossom to 16.3% of the market share, uh, or excuse me, up from 16.3% of the market share to 26 0.4% in 2014. Apple's iOS will drop from 14.7% down to 10.9% in 2014. And according to IDC, Symbian, BlackBerry, and Microsoft will make up 60% of the market in 2014. So some interesting numbers there to see that they expect the iOS, while growing extremely quickly today, to be outpaced by Android in the long run. Cincinnati, Ohio became the latest city to pass legislation prohibiting texting while driving. The ban also prohibits accessing the mobile internet and lawbreakers will be subject to a $100 fine if caught. Drivers are still allowed to talk and enter GPS data while driving. The law goes into effect in early October. I found this law to be one that makes the most sense out of a lot of ones that I've read. Not only are they saying you can't text while driving, but you're, they say you can't access the mobile internet. Obviously, it, it seemed like a, such a simple loop that they were just overlooking when they were creating these laws that people were, could go online and do different things on their phones on the web, such as sending and receiving email, and that would not be, quote-unquote, texting while driving. Uh, Minnesota's law actually does include that. So you cannot be using the device for messaging, which is, uh, it, it, it specifically states email and text messaging. Um, I believe, though, navigation gets you around that. Um, so that's kind of the, the, the one little, uh, loophole here, but yeah, that should be, that should be part of it, Mickey. Absolutely. Whether it's email, tweeting, Facebooking, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, you're not allowed to access the mobile internet, which actually now that I'm thinking about it, I use my phone to stream 
radio to stream audio through Slacker. I guess that would be accessing the mobile internet. Um, granted, I, I don't think it's quite as distracting. I mean, I can literally go down to my phone and, you know, it's no different than switching songs on an iPod. Uh, it's essentially doing the exact same thing and they don't restrict that. So I, I kind of think that's probably not included, or at least it, that wasn't the intent. Well, that and also, you know, dialing your phone is not illegal either. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, similar to that uh, action. So it's, it, yeah, that's, it, they're tough. I mean, you really do have to just be careful when you're driving. I mean, really, you, you, you shouldn't be distracted. I mean, it counts for eating and doing your makeup and everything else people do while they're driving as well. So it's, you know, it really does fall on, fall under that umbrella. I've seen people playing trumpets while driving, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> all sorts of different things. That, newspaper on the steering wheel. That's oh, my favorite. I've seen that one. Yeah, that one is, that's pretty scary. I think that one's even worse than a phone because that is, that's all sorts of distraction right there in a very large piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, JD Power and Associates ranked the carriers for call quality in a study issued on Thursday. The 2010 Wireless Call Quality Performance Study of more than 26,000 subscribers between January and June of this year asked customers about their experiences with dropped calls, static, failed connections, voice distortion, and missed voicemail and text notifications. For the 12th consecutive reporting period, Verizon Wireless ranks highest in both the Northeast and Mid-Atlantic regions. They achieved fewer customer-reported problems with dropped calls, initial connections, and interference compared with the regional averages. Verizon also ranks highest in the West region and ranks highest in the Southeast region in a tie with both Sprint and T-Mobile. In the North Central region, U.S. Cellular ranks highest for the 10th consecutive reporting period. Compared with the regional average, U.S. Cellular had the, had fewer customer-reported problems with dropped calls, failed initial connections, interference, and echoes. In the Southwest region, T-Mobile ranks highest, mainly due to reported uh, PP100 ratings in voice-centric dimensions such as interference, echoes, voice distortion, and others compared to the regional averages. So again, it really depends on where you are. Verizon definitely, as an overall company, seems to do the best across the nation, but that doesn't mean that they're going to be the best as far as call quality for your particular area. So it really depends. That's kind of why we never recommend one carrier or another uh, more than the others, because it really does depend on where you are. Note, AT&T was not mentioned in any of those regions as having the best call quality among any of them. Research firm Gartner predicting that Android will continue to grow rapidly, taking over RIM for the number two spot in a worldwide mobile OS market. They further said the worldwide mobile operating system market will be dominated by Symbian and Android, as the two OSs will account for 60% of the mobile OS sales by 2014. Gartner predicts that by that year, open source platforms will continue to dominate more than 60% of the market. And they went on to say that single source platforms such as uh, Apple's iOS and uh, Research in Motion's OS will increase in unit terms, but their growth rate will be below the market average and not enough to sustain share increase. Windows Phone will be relegated into the sixth place behind Mego in Gartner's worldwide OS ranking by 2014. So there you go. If you think Windows Mobile uh, or Windows Phone, as it will be called here very shortly, is going to take on room, you are alone. Gartner does not believe so. AT&T released 20 press releases on Thursday, stating that the carrier has spent over $3.5 billion in the first half of 2010 to upgrade their network. Service enhancements, as an example, in the Phoenix market include $75 million in capital invested throughout the area, 29 new cell sites throughout the state, including the cities of Phoenix, Scottsdale, Tucson, and Flagstaff, an additional 98 antenna locations focused on high-traffic areas like Scottsdale, 
Upgrades on five additional cell sites to mobile broadband service, the fastest wireless technology AT&T provides. Deployment of additional radio carriers in Phoenix and Tucson to improve the quality and coverage of wireless voice and data connections. And investments also including updates to the AT&T wireline infrastructure and additional AT&T Wi-Fi hotspots. Other spending included $1.1 billion in California, $350 million in Illinois, and $275 million in the New York City area. Well, for those of you out there still hanging on to a Sprint Serial plan, good news is right around the corner. Up until now, plan subscribers were only allowed to choose from certain non-premium devices. The one exception was the BlackBerry, which allowed for customers to add the $10 BIS add-on to the plan to use the BIS services. Here's what Sprint has to say on their site this week. As of 10-1-2010, there will be two Serial Premium plans available. The Serial Premium 500 will be $40 per month, and the Serial premium 1250 will be $60 per month. Serial premium plans will match current serial rate plans with two added features. Any mobile anytime, which means you can call any mobile device anytime on any network for and use unlimited n- number of minutes to any of those devices, and also unlimited GPS navigation. Serial premium rate plans will be compatible with all devices offered by Sprint. That's the biggest change with this, is that you'll be able to use this with every single device that Sprint has on their network. Customers with the current serial rate plan as of 10.1.10 will be able to swap to a serial premium rate plan 4G handsets such as the HTC Evo 4G, Samsung Epic 4G, and others to, to be announced in the future will require an additional $10 premium data add-on, bringing those costs of those plans up to $50 and $70 respectively. Nonetheless, this is great news for those that are looking for an upgrade to one of the newer devices but want to keep the premier plans that Sprint has offered. These plans are truly amazing. I've got one of them. Joey um, has, I think you've got one in your in your house, right? I mean, you've yep. got someone on this yep. plan? I don't have one personally, but uh, I do have actually that. Well, now I have the successor to that for my work phone at the moment. So because um, it, well, it's gonna, a family related uh, plan kind of, but it's um, it's definitely a great option. I am really, really surprised they're doing this. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, the fact that they haven't uh, activated any new phone basically from the instinct on um, it's uh, in, in this BlackBerry plan. It's actually kind of difficult to get on there because, you know, that's what uh, mm-hmm. we've kind of talked about before. So finally, they're they're throwing somebody a bone here when they have a serial plan and ten dollars a month isn't that bad i mean it's still not 30 dollars a month if you're on the 30 dollar but it's 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 okay i guess because they are giving you something for that with the any mobile anytime so mm-hmm. you are getting a plan upgrade as well as the device upgrade so i you know i guess i can understand that and it's it's a fair amount i, I definitely agree with that uh, price that they're doing but it's 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 awesome because um I, i'm sure it's been uh really kind of annoying you know customers of that plan and they want to keep it but you know, now the the best device you can either get is a Centro or a you know Windows Trio on there. So yeah. it's and those devices just don't cut it anymore. And I'm trying to decide if I'm going to do anything with this now that I've got this information. I've got a zero plan, and uh, I've got the forty dollars per month plan, which is the thirty dollars plus the ten dollar. BIS add-on that we just talked about. And and I'm okay with that. I, I really like the bold. It's it's a great BlackBerry. It's what I what I like to use most of the time. In fact, I have um, I'm starting to actually become frustrated increasingly with the keyboard on this BlackBerry curve that I have on Verizon. It's just not nearly as comfortable as the bold. I will gladly take the extra weight of the bold to sacrifice uh, you know, as a sacrifice to the great keyboard. It's like driving a Cadillac compared to like a, a Corolla. I mean it, you know, 
the curve gets me to what I need to do, but it's it's so comfortable typing on this bold. It is an, it is a nice keyboard, Mickey. I really do uh, like the board the the bolts keyboard as well. Uh, one thing you may want to do though is change your plan anyway because then you'd get the extra minutes for the exact same price. Yeah, that's very true. I'll have to take a look at it and see. You know, hopefully calling sprint is is sometimes like you got to work yourself up to it you know i'm gonna have to have like a really good day (laughs) and a really good attitude because it may go south very quickly i know sprint isn't quite as bad as that but they they sometimes can be anyway bottom line is if you want to get yourself a web os device so you can get a pre or a pixie if you want to get an android device like a hero or the samsung moment um, you can do all of this now uh, starting on the first of october with these Ciro premium plans. So definitely check these out. Link in the show notes. You, you can see exactly where we're getting this information from. It does look legit. We're very excited about it. This is great news moving forward for Ciro customers. T-Mobile announced a new promotion Monday called Kids Are Free through November 2nd. Customers can add up to three lines to a family plan for no additional monthly fees until 2012. Qualifying plans start at $50 per month. Well, thanks to our first sponsor, Netflix. Help support the Cell Phone Junkie by signing up for a two-week free trial of Netflix. Plans start at $4.99 per month, over 100,000 titles to choose from. Keep each movie as long as you want. No late fees ever. Free shipping both ways. Free delivery in about one business day. Cancel any time, and as a bonus to your DVDs, watch some movies over the internet for no additional charge. Joey and I appreciate your support of the show by signing up for a free trial of Netflix. I actually watched a lot of Netflix instant streaming this week. I watched a number of Top Gear episodes. That has been one of those shows that I just absolutely cannot get enough of these days. I just started watching it more recently as as the latest season came out. And uh, so I watched, I think, some of season 10 um, is what I was watching this week. And they're actually quite long. They're an hour long, so uh, it takes a while to get through them. And then also last night, I streamed Wall Street. I saw there was a new Wall Street coming out. Michael Douglas um, is going to be in that one 25 years or 23 years or whatever it is later after the original movie came out. He's just now getting out of jail. So I wanted to run back and watch the original movie from 1987. Absolutely fascinating to watch is, is just to, if you're anyone who's into... Um, you know, the stock market or finance or anything like that. Um, it's a really, really fun movie. And on the technology side, they've got all these old computer uh, computers in there, monitors. All it is is just, you know, the green type uh, on the screen. And, you know, they're just everything is in text. There's no images at all. Using the old Dynatax cell phone to do the transactions while he's on the beach in the Hamptons and stuff like that. So kind of a fun thing to look back just 23 years ago and see how far we've come. So anyway, I, I'm really into Netflix instant streaming this week and, and having a good time with it. So got to love it. So Mickey, the other night I, I streamed a movie called Dance Flicks. It was, uh, it was a silly movie, Wayans Brothers. Um, you know, I really enjoy silly movies like that. And um, it didn't disappoint. The, the star rating is actually very low on it. But uh, honestly, it, it deserves better than that because it wasn't um, it, it wasn't really boring. And, and I just love the slapstick kind of humor. I have something about it. You know, another th- movie that I also saw this week was Fast and the Furious. That's a oh, uh, kind of a movie from, what, about 10 years ago, but I just love the cars. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Um, Gone in 60 Seconds is another just great car movie. Love looking at the cars in that one. So, um, yeah, I've taken your recommendation. I've added dance flicks to my instant queue, so I will eventually get to it here. Um, it's, uh, you know, I was actually doing all of my streaming this week. Sometimes I do it on the computer, on the Mac. Uh, I happen to be doing it on the Wii this week, though, just because I was playing around with it. And, and it's, it's really easy. If you've got a Wii and you're a Netflix subscriber, go on and ask for your Netflix DVD and uh, all it 
takes then is just popping that in the Wii. And uh, you once you launch your Wii, you just click on Netflix and there you go. I mean, all your instant stuff is right there. Um, you can also search on there too. It's, it's pretty pretty neat. A great way to do it here. As we know, the Apple TV, uh, the new one that's come out, is going to also allow for this. And so I'm excited for that too. For those of you that are getting the new Apple TVs for 100 bucks, it's essentially another way to get your Netflix content. Yeah, and there's so many TVs that are coming with Netflix Netflix streaming. There's a new uh, Western Digital uh, Media Player set-top box that will play Netflix streaming. Um, actually, the Wii, you cannot search for new titles, but you mm. can browse categories. That's but, what that's what I... Yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. almost like searching for new things, but you, you can't type, you know, can't do an actual typing in for a search like you can with the Roku now, for example. Well, I, I saw the uh, find more titles and I assumed it was searching for everything. I was just going through what I had on there. But uh, anyway, also Netflix news this week, new image and millennium films known for some um, action and thriller movies like The Expendables, um, John Rambo, Brooklyn's Finest, Righteous Kill, 16 Blocks um, will be available to Netflix users in the pay TV window that will begin to show up in early 2011. So that's great news. If you're any, um, you know, if you're a fan of any of these movies, you can now find them or we'll be able to find them in that pay TV area. And, uh, there's a lot of other titles that come under, uh, those two studios as well. But, uh, anyway, that's great news. Uh, you were saying too, they added a bunch of new stuff to streaming as well this week. Uh, yeah, I saw a few things. Um, it wasn't as much as uh, the week before, but uh, they're always adding new things. Yeah, that's great. I, it, they, they increase your value of the service every single week, and that's what's so great about it. So if you have not checked out Netflix yet, head over to thecellphonejunkie.com. You're going to see a link on the right side of the screen under Sponsors, and it says, you've heard of Netflix, now try us for free. Click on that, and it will sign you up for a two-week free trial like we talked about every single week. You can try it out. It helps us out when you sign up for that free two-week trial. We know you're going to like it, but if you don't, go ahead and cancel it before the end of the two weeks. You won't be charged anything, and you'll have tried out the service, and you'll have helped us out in the meantime. So please check that out, thecellphonejunkie.com. Click the link for Netflix to help support us. Well, the editor-in-chief of Wired shared a post on his Twitter account that T-Mobile could possibly be getting the iPhone 3GS before the end of the year. The tweet says, quote, a T-Mobile manager casually mentioned to me that they're going to be getting the iPhone 3GS, but not the 4, oddly, later this year. Common knowledge, question mark? The device would need to change out the 850 and 1900 megahertz bands for that of the 1700 to support T-Mobile 3G here in the U.S. However, the HSPA technology behind the networks is the same, so it wouldn't take a whole lot else to do so with the exception of getting that changed out. So who knows if that's true or not. Uh, Obviously, we've heard a lot of rumors about Verizon. Sprint's even in the mix now, so I think people are just throwing throwing you know names out there joey i hear cincinnati bell could be getting the <laughs> iphone before bell. anybody else <laughs> boy mickey i don't know about this one I, it to me it seems possible but i i i, I doubt it this one i, I just t-mobile it just doesn't have the number of users to even make it worth putting the new hardware and verizon does however not that this person may not have known something, but I don't know why they would just be casually meant, met, making that comment just to someone this randomly in a store. But uh, what I w- what I think may have happened, and and of course this is just my speculation on it, is that this particular person knows enough to be dangerous with their information and and knew that yes, there may be a new iPhone coming out sometime in the near future here. And that, yes, the iPhone uses the same technology, the HSPA technology that T-Mobile uses. And so maybe put two and two together because 
then said, well, but it's not going to be the new one. Read things, heard things, who knows? I, I think it's it's definitely take it with a boulder of salt. It's it's who knows until until we see it or until we hear something official. These are all rumors that just happens to be the latest this week. On Friday, Apple announced the discontinuation of its free iPhone 4 case program on September 30th. Let the conspiracy start. As previously stated, Apple offered a free bumper or case with each iPhone 4 sold. The restocking fee uh, waiver 30-day return policy is also reverting back to the standard policies requiring a 10% restocking fee on open merchandise and returns have to happen before 14 days of the purchase. Quoting Apple, we now know that the iPhone 4 antenna attenuation issue is even smaller than we originally thought. A small percentage of iPhone 4 users need a case and we want to continue providing them a bumper for free. For everyone else, we are discontinuing the free case program on all iPhone 4s sold after September 30th, 2010. Users experiencing antenna issues should call AppleCare to request a free bumper case. No word from Apple on any changes, fixes, or revisions being made to that iPhone 4. I'm still convinced they're going to be clear lacquering the metal, Mickey, with this uh, now. They're probably available now or will be available soon, the iPhones, or maybe shortly after this date. But you know what? If uh, you don't have an iPhone 4 yet, you better get it before this deadline because uh, don't buy one after it because uh, you, you won't be able to trust it to work that reliably. Yes, you won't have a case with it. That's right. I think I think the lacquer is a, you know, I think it's a very viable option. I think they could easily implement it. It's not a huge change in the production. You know, it's it's one more step and, and obviously some additional equipment and stuff like that. But I think they could easily make that change moving forward. I personally would like to see them just make one more small tweak to it. That would be to include a, uh, a Qualcomm chipset in the device. And I think that would take care of the antenna <laughs> attenuation issue. Putting no, it on maybe Verizon, not. you know. Anyway. Let's move on. Pocket Lint reporting on Thursday that sources are telling them senior figures are listing October 11th as the launch date for Windows Phone 7. The date will include a special New York launch event and handsets will be available later in the month. Crackberry got their hands on some videos of RIM's unreleased 9670 flip this week, known as the BlackBerry Style. The style has a full QWERTY keyboard that is revealed when the phone is flipped open. Other specs include CDMA, Wi-Fi, GPS, 5-megapixel camera, 240x320, and 360x400 displays. This happens to be one of Joey's favorite uh, styles. So, Joey, what have you seen with the videos of this one that are intriguing? Well, you know, uh, the, the biggest thing, Mickey, here that they're showing is the external display and, and how it works and what you can do with it, at least a few of the things. And, and you know, primarily, um, the, the coolest feature is you can read your messages. So, you know, in, on BlackBerry, messages count, you know, text messaging, email, uh, many, many other types of messages kind of fall into the messages category. So you can read all those without having to open the clamshell. So that is just amazing. I'm so uh, stoked about that feature. Um, and they also show that you can play music and, and uh, navigate through music tracks on the outside. Not so big of a deal for me, but very cool that it has that capability without having to open the phone up. Because, you know, most of the time what you do with your Blackberries, you literally pull it up, look at the email or look at the message that you get, put her back in the case, and, and then you're done. But in this case, you don't have to even flip the phone open. So that's just great. 
I think the, uh, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, BBM, email, text. You also have Twitter, Facebook, any other messages that you have, instant messages. Um, anything that comes into that messages folder on your BlackBerry, you can then see on the external display. And if it's something that you need to deal with, flip it open and deal with it. But otherwise, like you said, just flip through it and uh, get back to it when you can. But it's a great way to stay instantly on top of everything that's happening on your phone. Yeah. And of course, you know, it would act as caller ID as well. So you'd know that you don't have to open the phone to answer it, which of course you can set it to, you know, answer once you flip it open because you have the caller ID in the external display. So it's just, you know, I I just love the form factor. I just can't say enough. But uh, one thing that's still unsure about one good feature, because this this phone has a good camera, it has a flash on there, um, which you can clearly see from some of the previous uh, videos that came out, I believe in June. Uh, The only thing we don't really know is if it has EVDO Rev A. That's one feature that I would love it to, you know, like it to have, but I can deal without it if it doesn't have it. But I kind of think it's going to have it, but it just may not because, you know, the the two CDMA carriers want to may want to keep that on the bold flagship device. Hmm. I wonder why they would decide you know, not to put that in there though. Just one cost saving feature, you know, because I I have a feeling this is going to come in a little bit cheaper than the bold. You know, that's a, that's very true. They could be looking to keep that premier device at, you know, for, for the bold. And then they come in with this underneath it. And of course, then the curve underneath the style. Uh, But I would, it just seems like such an easy thing to include, but maybe, you know, it's, there's still a lot of devices that don't have Rev A still, even though look what year we're in now. So it's, uh, it's very possible. Granted, this phone's not going to have the the GSM capability that the bold has. Uh, That's my fingers crossed that that's, that's going to be the differentiating feature, but we just don't know yet. Would you give up that world functionality to get this device? Oh, I would in a second, yes. Because um, I, I don't do much international traveling. I suppose if I if I did need to, I would, you know, figure out a way to do it. I don't know how I feel about that. I, I like the idea of having it there just to have it there in the event that I need to travel somewhere. And, and I don't really either. I, I travel internationally once every probably 10 years. You know, it's not like I couldn't figure it out if I needed to. And I do have other GSM phones, so it's not necessary. The thing that I really enjoy uh, the thought of is being able to do and communicate with everyone back home with such a minimal amount of data used. And that's what really I think is so great about the BlackBerry is you can really control, even if you have all of these things pushing over to you, um, it's just text and it's it's really not that big of a deal. And then once you get within range of Wi-Fi, you can go and you can pull down your videos, upload different things and do whatever you got to do. But it's it, you don't have to use all that much data if all you're doing is your, your general communications. Yeah, I totally agree, Mickey. The, the, the BlackBerry is just great for international travel because I do have some Blackberries uh, at the office that do have the international data plan on. And it's, you know, I think it's around $60, $70 a month for unlimited international data, which, you know, if I was traveling with it, that's probably what I'd sign up for because you could definitely keep in, you know, keep in contact really, really inexpensively, um, you know, while you're go, you know, while you're on the go. So no, the dual functionality of this bold is really, really, really great. Um, I just, you know, it's, it, it, it really is amazing to be able to have that worldwide capability, but for the most part, I would much rather have a clamshell BlackBerry Mickey. If that's what you want, that's what you want. We'll get you a clamshell BlackBerry eventually. I, I, I gotta have one, Mickey. Gotta have one. <laughs> it's the Crackberry. You know, the style, the the, the word style, I, I this was the first I had seen that. What do you think about that? Um, it's it's okay. I mean, all yeah. Blackberry's names are kind of weird. I, I don't 
the, the curve that doesn't make any sense to me for one thing uh what's yeah. curved about it uh, the bold i i guess that's an okay name not real distinct um you know like a palm pre i mean it's a pre I, that's a pretty distinct name so um blackberry mm. names are just kind of mediocre at best well, we'll see what happens with the style. Speaking of the curve, Verizon set to launch it around the 16th of the month. That would be this coming weekend, so we'll see what happens with that. The latest inventory screenshots show it available in fuchsia and charcoal gray. The phone appears to be $100 after contract and applicable rebates. And I really don't see anything new about this phone, Mickey. Could you find it? Because I saw some demo, but I, I still see that doesn't have eVideo Rev A in it. And uh, it's it's the same exact phone as the the current curve so i'm not exactly sure what you're getting in this one maybe extra memory maybe this one has um this is yeah just the regular 3g so i believe that just means evdo um the camera is still two megapixel it is very very similar in styling if not identical in styling to that of the current uh the current curves that are out there um it does come with version five of the software which you can get right now and uh, I'm trying to see what else they have in here. I don't even see the memory listed in no. the specs on it. So I'm not sure. We'll see. Th- this may not be the full feature set either. So we'll just hang on here and see what happens with it. Um, but yeah, the 9330 in fuchsia, or like I said, that charcoal gray is what they're anticipating this one to have. Well, I'm not even going to pre- <laughs> try to pronounce this guy's name. The Nokia Senior Communications Manager Tapani is his first name. That's as far as I'm going to get. Told a Finnish newspaper on uh, last Sunday that advance orders of the Nokia N8 would begin shipping to customers on the 30th of September. The N8 is a tablet-style smartphone running on the new Symbian version 3 operating system, the first phone to run on that new OS. The phone will use a 12-megapixel sensor in the camera. It will also be able to record and edit HD video and will have a capacitive touchscreen. On Monday, Nokia made the N8 device available for pre-order in a number of countries, including the U.S., U.K., France, Italy, and Germany. Nokia U.S.'s web store lists the N8 price at $550 without a contract. Like I mentioned at the top of the show, Nokia World is coming up this week. We're expecting this new hardware to be shown off, as well as the E7. Reuters reporting that Nokia will be revealing the E7 on uh, September 15th, which is coming up here this week. The device will have a large touchscreen and a full QWERTY slide-out keyboard. They also will likely show off that N8, first shown in April for sale later in the month. Verizon announcing on Tuesday that the Samsung Fascinate Galaxy S device would be available online starting the 8th of September and in stores on the 9th. The device is $200 with a two-year contract and mail-in rebate. It'll be running Android 2.1 when you get it, though we're expecting an upgrade to 2.2 Froyo before too long here. It uh, does come with accessories if you'd like to purchase them separately, including a charging cradle, car dock, and backup battery charging system that includes a 1500 mil amp hour battery and uh, all of these uh, things and accessories including the phone can be purchased from verizon wireless on their website or in stores t-mobile thursday unveiled the htc g2 the successor to the first android powered device the g1 the g2 is the first smartphone to operate on t-mobile's hspa plus network which covers more than 55 metro areas and delivers speeds up to 21 megabits per second features of the device include a 3.7 inch screen with a sliding qwerty keyboard snapdragon 800 megahertz mobile processor seven customizable home screen panels dedicated quick keys for google application access 
HD video, 5 megapixel camera with LED flash and autofocus, a pre-installed 8 gig micro SD card with support for up to 32 gigs. It will be available exclusively on T-Mobile with pre-orders starting later in the month. Register for updates on pre-order timing at g2.t-mobile.com. Best Buy announced on Friday they'd be accepting pre-orders for their G2 as well. Head over to bestbuy.com slash mobile for more information. Well, a nice update to the G1, Mickey. They finally got rid of that strange chin on there to get in the way of your thumb. Uh, One thing that's interesting to note here, the processor speed's a little bit slower than some of the other ones that are out there. However, I did see a story that said that the benchmarking of this device actually comes out um, well ahead of many other devices, even with faster processors, because there's um, a new video card or new video driver or new video chipset in this particular phone that actually makes it perform much better. So it's um, it, the, the processor speed is not probably going to be a real big limitation with this phone. I really encourage everyone to look past that, at least until we get this device out and start getting some testing done on it, because you're absolutely right. The benchmarking of this has shown it to be actually faster than the Snapdragon processors that are out there. And you have to think about this similarly to how you think about the processor in your computer. If your computer out there has got like a 3.5 gigahertz Celeron processor in it or an AMD processor, put that thing up against a core i5 or i7 processor from Intel and tell me which computer runs faster. Those Intel processors may be almost a full gigahertz slower, but in many cases, they're going to be able to do the core functions of what that computer is asking of that processor faster than a processor that comes in at a faster speed. Not always, but but in many cases they are. And so we're talking about a 20% drop in speed from the Snapdragon down to this uh, this this 800 megahertz processor from the gigahertz to the 800 megahertz. It's a newer processor, almost a full year newer. And I think it's going to be more energy efficient as well uh, as just giving a better experience for this particular device. Well, yeah. And then video performance, especially on a device like Android, where that's very, very graphical will really, it, 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 you know, if it is a better video processor in there, it'll offload a lot from the main processor of graphics processing. So, in you know, your net effect is actually probably going to give you something more, you know, it, it could theoretically give you a much better, um, faster, you know, device, you know, maybe something in a comparable 1.5 uh, gigahertz range. I mean, it really is possible. I look at this as just kind of a one of those features that you really shouldn't take to heart that much. I, I find that people get too caught up in this type of thing sometimes and it's the same thing with megapixels the five megapixel camera on one device is not going to be the same as the eight megapixel or three megapixel on another device and it's not necessarily going to be better or worse but it might be but it might not be it totally depends on that device it's not just this one particular feature that that sets that particular the tone for how that device is going to function yeah, because it's, you know, the clock cycles, you know, the, the number of instructions per, you know, second that it processes is not necessarily, you know, the, the actual speed. Because if it has an updated instruction set, um, many times on a newer processor like this, certain instructions will actually run in less cycles. So, you know, the, the standard store and pull commands, you know, maybe they're one cycle or two cycles. Maybe they've reduced it down to a half a cycle, even depending on uh, what the, um, you know, particular instruction is. Or they've taken, you know, five and six cycle instructions, the, the you know, like addition, multiplication style instructions and brought them down to one or two, which will make the device faster and, and give you instructions quicker, even though it's still taking the same, you know, there's the still the same cycles per second or less cycles per second, but it's actually running in less cycles. So it, it really it really could be a, a good device 
and I think that uh, I think that this is going to be a good seller for T-Mobile, just like the G1 was. In the press release, they say that the 800 megahertz CPU is optimized to deliver exceptional performance, long battery life, and leading edge multimedia and web browsing with download speeds faster than other solutions currently on the market. So there you go. So they believe that this is going to be a faster processor than most other options that are out there. Again, let's wait and see when this one comes out, what that actually means, and how it performs in the world. Metro PCS launching the Agent on Monday, a candy bar style feature phone from ZTE. Features include a 1.3 megapixel camera, Bluetooth, 3.5 mil headphone jack, micro SD expansion, 2.4 inch QVGA display, and a price of $70 with no contract. Software news in a moment, but first, another way you can support the cell phone junkie. You enjoyed this show, so help us out by subscribing to TCPJ Unlocked, our bi monthly premium podcast, only $5 a month or $45 a year you can help keep this show coming to you each and every week sign up is easy just visit the cellphonejunkie.com click the link on the right for tcpj unlocked then click on subscribe to premium content and follow the instructions to get signed up thanks to everyone that is currently a tcpj unlocked subscriber into software on wednesday apple released ios 4.1 for the iphone bringing it with it a litany of bug fixes and additional features included with the release were game center high dynamic range or hdr photos for the iphone 4 support for tv show rentals on itunes the ability to upload hd videos to youtube over wi-fi the proximity sensor fix and performance issue fixes for the iphone 3g the 589 megabyte file is a free download from itunes now i did upgrade my iphone to this and i will say for the most part everything seems to be running you know fine the hdr photos is is a great feature i think it works very well i've been using it quite a bit and i'm, I'm enjoying that um the game center i haven't got into that too much yet though i will say the proximity sensor seems to be fixed though I, I did notice when I was talking on it yesterday that the screen did come on when it was held up to my ear, but I, I, I moved it just a little bit and it seemed to fix it. It didn't cause me any issues, so I'm not sure um, what that was all about. Maybe it was just a fluke, but um, I, I will have to see with that one because it did kind of make me a little uneasy about it, the fact that the screen still did come on when I was holding it up to my head, even after 4.1 had been patched onto the device. Yeah, and I've read some uh, reports saying that some people are still experiencing issues with their proximity sensor. Um, not like what they would have had with previous iPhones. You know, it's it's tough to say when yep. you've never had an iPhone before, but uh, but these people said they had iPhones previously and never had issues like this. So it looks like Apple still didn't get it right here. It's weird. It seems like they would be able to figure it out nice and easily with a software fix. But then again, why would this be the only device that has this issue with it um, and the others do not? Um, it, different hardware seems to have been used. Otherwise, it wouldn't be just a case on this particular phone. Uh, exactly, Mickey. Yep. Something that they, something they've changed or something they did wrong with the iPhone four here. So, because obviously, yeah, they've had proximity sensor since the very first iPhone and, um, they seem to have gotten it right, right off the bat and now they've, Mm -hmm. they've messed it up. So it's, uh, it's gotta be frustrating for the users of the iPhone four. And, and, you know, if you've just bought one, you're having issues, take the thing back. Still have 30 days, no restocking fee. Yep. Apple also decided to add the field test mode back into iOS 4.1. Field test mode allows you to get a numerical figure for your antenna strength rather than the traditional bar measure. To get field mode, dial pound 3001 star 12345 pound star and then hit send to activate. Pressing home will exit the field test mode and bring you back to your home screen. One thing I noticed about the field test mode now is it doesn't give you the 
the list of options that you used to have when you logged in to to actually see what was going on here. So I don't know why they added it back with only the feature showing you the signal strength in the numerical figure versus how they had all these different, you know, you could go in and see the neighborhood cells or the neighboring cells to who you were by and all sorts of different information. None of it's there anymore. They don't allow it from the field test mode here. I don't know, maybe people were screwing up their phones. Who knows? But nonetheless, you can still go in and you can see what your your signal strength is there in a numerical figure, which is nice to do. So if you want to read about that, you can uh, do so here. I'll put a link in the show notes on how to do it. Apple also added the Game Center section. Currently, there's 18 titles available for multiplayer games across the internet. The social gaming network is included in iOS 4.1 for the new iPod Touch, iPhone 3GS, and 4. Currently, the price range goes from free to $4.99. And on Thursday, Apple announced changes to its developer guidelines. In a statement, Apple said, We're relaxing all restrictions on the development tools used to create iOS apps as long as the resulting apps do not download any code. This should give developers the flexibility that they want while preserving the security we need. In addition, for the first time, we're publishing the App Store review guidelines to help developers understand how we review submitted applications. We hope it will help us to be more transparent with our developers and create even more successful apps in the App Store. With the new guidelines, certain apps that were rejected in the past may actually now receive approval. The developer for the Google Voice-enabled iPhone apps, Sean Kovacs, posted the good news on Twitter on Thursday, saying that Apple will most likely approve his application once resubmitted to the App Store. The resubmission process may take as long as a week. However, GV Mobile compiles uh, with all 100, or excuse me, complies with all 110 guidelines posted by Apple and gadget has a full list of all guidelines. Some of these were actually pretty interesting. They actually said we don't need any more fart apps in the Apple, the app store. So they're obviously getting to a point where they're seeing saturation and they're realizing that they don't need to have a hundred different apps for every single function that's out there. Well, and that is kind of an unfortunate, unfortunate thing they let happen. We were kind of thinking when we first saw you know the 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 reports that nap store was coming that apple was going to really be clamped down on it because they did say that it was going to be an approval process and we we thought they were going to actually give you uh you know give the users good apps you know really good ones that are effective and, and worthwhile but it's turned into a kind of a junk pile of garbage of infinite number of garbage apps and it kind of just ruins good ones and 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 they get hidden underneath all the spam and all the junk so um you know maybe putting these rules in place will be able to kind of uh, weed out some of the some of the stuff that you don't really need or nobody will ever use yet at the same time they're saying that you know if an application complies with the 110 application guidelines that are posted then maybe it will get approved. And, um, you know, so you may have people that are actually looking at it and building apps that are going to comply with all of these and may have some functionality that is, you know, we've never seen in the past and it could be great. So we'll see. It could be, uh, could be a good thing. At least that's what we're hoping here. And I'm sure that's what Apple's hoping for as well. 250,000 applications that they've got in there now. There's a lot of them. I would say probably two-thirds of them that most people don't use or downloaded and deleted just, you know, because they didn't find that they were any good. There is one really good one that I recommend everybody go get. It's the Cell Phone Junkie podcast application, $1.99 in the App Store. You can do everything that you would want to do with this show's uh, podcast, including listen to it. You can also write to us. You can uh, follow along in the show notes and do all sorts of great things. And uh, you can find that one by searching for the Cell Phone Junkie. 
Google announced that Google Voice can now provide missed call notifications in both the user's Google Voice inbox and the Gmail inbox, if you wish. The feature can be turned on in the Google Voice settings menu. And on Thursday, they released an update to the Google Voice Android app, giving you immediate access to the Google Voice inbox and settings with two new home screen widgets. The Google Voice inbox widget shows your most recent voicemails and text messages on your home screen, allowing you to quickly flip through them with the widget. The settings widget gives you access to four different settings icons, including access to the full Google Voice application by clicking the icon, quickly composing and sending text messages, changing your dialing preferences on the fly, and selecting do not disturb for all your calls to your Google number and make them sent straight to voicemail. The widgets can be used together or individually and are part of the new Google Voice app available for a free download in the Android market. Google on Wednesday announced a change to its search product, now branding it Google Instant. Once you start typing your search query, results immediately pop up in an area below the text box so you can choose your result as soon as Google serves it up. This is all done without having to hit the return button, and the service is available on the desktop and will be coming to the mobile version this fall. The initial rollout will occur in the Android and iPhone platforms. While not nearly the 250,000 apps in Apple's App Store, the 100,000 in the Android market, or or the 100,000 in the Android market, RIM has now passed the 10,000 application point in App World. RIM launched the App World in April of 2009 at the CTIA convention. Let's talk about some questions and comments here. First one is a question from Ben. He says, hey, Mickey and Joey, love the podcast. My fiance has been using a feature phone, the LG Rumor 2, and has had it with with the less-than-stellar hardware, and she thinks she is ready for a smartphone. We've been looking at the Samsung Intercept, and that is made by Samsung. What are your impressions on it? Thanks, Ben. All right, Ben. Well, you know, the the Intercept is one that was launched back in July, and this is the successor to the Samsung Moment. In fact, a lot of people called it the Moment 2. It's a cheaper phone. It's only $100. So if you want to get in on Android, you can do so for half the price of, say, the Epic 4G or the Evo. Uh, The phone itself is gone to the EVDO Rev Zero as opposed to Rev A. So you not only don't don't you get 4G, you don't get the Rev A either. Um, It does come... uh, like I said, with a sliding QWERTY keyboard like the Moment, um, and for the $100, it may be a good option, especially if you're just looking to get into a smartphone and actually dig into Android and see what it's all about. So I would say for the beginner smartphone user, yeah, it's probably okay. Um, make sure you do check out the other options that are out there, though, because it's only 100 more bucks a month, or a month, 100 more dollars total over your two-year contract to go with one of the higher-end devices. And um, it may not be worth it for you at the time, but just make sure that you take a look at it and hopefully you can you know you can make us a decision after seeing it and knowing that yes you'll be fine with the hardware that's out there but i I think it's fine hardware i think it it does good and you know it's going to be good for someone um who's looking to just get into android and really see what it's all about absolutely mickey Uh, don't let the rev zero versus rev a get uh you know get to you because that's a a pretty minor uh change i mean mostly you get uh, faster upload speeds with the rev a um, mm-hmm. the re- the download you get a little bit extra but not 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 anything real drastic so um yeah it's definitely it definitely looks like a nice clean nice simple easy to use device and also if you go with the evo or the epic you're going to pay ten dollars additional a month mm-hmm. as well for the premium data service so definitely um you know if you're trying to you know keep costs down avoid that as well because that is kind of a, a shocker uh for me it, it, that seems a little steep but eh, i guess that's uh, what they're they're trying to push so um yeah definitely and then go to a Sprint store where they have the live phones where you can actually 
play with them. Well, and I would say that you're you're going to be also looking at some some slower hardware, some not as up to date hardware. Um, it does come with Android two point one, so you're good there. But it's got a three point two megapixel camera on it versus the eight megapixel that you'll find in something like the Evo. So you're gonna you're gonna be contending with some things like that. But for the most part, it's going to be fine. You're going to be able to do most of what you're looking to do. And you can start out by using a plan as, as low as 70 bucks a month. And of course, the capability over uh, a feature phone is just infinite. I mean, it, it can oh, do yeah. infinitely more things um, than the, the current phone. So, I mean, literally, it, it's just a night and day difference. Yeah, I think any smartphone that you go with is going to be a great choice. And, you know, I, I think really... Ben, the best thing that you're going to be able to do is to let your fiance actually take a look at it and determine if that's the phone that she thinks is right. I know she's going to go to you for your input on it, but let her play with it and see if she even likes the sliding mechanism. Um, you know, if she does, then great. If she doesn't, then maybe look at an Evo or or something else because it may not be it may not be worth it to buy the phone, even if it's only hundred bucks. If she doesn't like using it, yeah, because what there's a hero, and I don't think that has a keyboard. If right. if in fact you know they don't like the key, you know if the if the keyboard is not a liked feature, because personally I I despise sliding keyboards, so I mean I may not go with that. So. Uh, yeah, and the other form factors, uh, which they don't have a lot for Android yet. It's mostly yet. either a sliding keyboard, a landscape sliding keyboard, or just a touchscreen. Yeah, I was talking to someone the other day. That Motorola Charm that's coming out on T-Mobile looks like a, you know, kind of the perfect blend of Android and BlackBerry. It's got the full QWERTY, but it's got a real small screen. I'm not sure how I feel about that on Android, but whatever. Anyway, have fun trying to figure this out. Go to Sprint and spend some time there playing with the phones and, and make a decision um, based on what works the best for your fiance. Then and she'll be very happy which will mean you'll be happy. So thanks for writing to us, Ben. We appreciate it. Next is a comment from Wendy. She says, hey, Mickey and Joey, just uh, I wasn't going to send in an answer to the question about how I protect my phone, but what happened to me prompted me to write. My normal day begins with watering my yard, weeding and digging up a plant and moving it around my and working in my pond, replacing our deck so I, I'm the official painter and stainer. Since I'm around water a lot and now around paint, I purchased an aqua pack from the Android Central store for $30 delivered. Today, it saved my phone. I had the hose on, adding water to my pond. The sprinkler head moved, spraying water all over me and my phone. Literally, I was drenched. However, my phone was perfectly dry, sealed inside the aqua pack. Well, Wendy, what a great story. Uh, what a great reason to have a case in your device, especially if you're out and about, you know, working in, in a yard or somewhere like that. I mean, I've, I've seen these things. Um, I've seen them in the bottom of pools and some of the reviews that have been done on them, and they are fantastic products. Nice. Yeah. Anybody working near the beach, I suppose, would be great, too, or water or any uh, tour guides or something that uh, it's great to write in because personally, I would never have looked for an aqua pack and I never thought about it because I, I'm not around water that much. I, I, I am sometimes, but not enough to uh, to want to get that. But it's definitely nice to have, you know, user submissions here to, to see the because there's so many accessories that I mean, the two of us, Mickey, we couldn't possibly even begin to see all of them. So if we get everybody's input here, we can uh, really kind of narrow down what's good that's out there yeah i mean i you know i have in, at times i'll be honest i've actually used things like ziploc bags to protect phones when i'm around water but you got to remember these things are just they're not meant to protect 200 dollars pieces of you know of electronic equipment they're meant to protect your your, your your broccoli from freezer burn you know it's it's not going to give you the protection that you need easily punctured easily 
uh, damaged or opened or whatever. So invest the money, especially if you're interested in protecting your device, because it's it's going to pay off in the long run. So great story there. I love it that you were able to use this Aquapack here. And thanks, Wendy, for your submission. Next is a question from Josh. He sent this in over SMS. He says, Mickey, this is Josh from Denver. I love the texting option. My question this week is about traveling with my iPhone. What is the best way to use AT&T's data while roaming out of the country? Example, should I use BeeJive, Skype, SMS, Fring? I'm mostly looking to check email for work and SMS with friends. Thanks. Well, Josh, obviously there's... you know, a lot of different things that you can do. Um, when I'm when you say best, I'm guessing you are either saying the most convenient or you're saying the cheapest. And so what I would recommend is, number one, uh, take a look at the international data plans that AT&T offers. For $25, I think it is, it'll give you two or 20 megabytes of data. For $60, I think you get 50 megs, and then it goes up from there. So if you're just going to be using the phone while you're out and about traveling um, you know, for email, you can probably go with the 20 meg option and just choose to um, you know, not be browsing the web a lot, don't be streaming or doing anything like that, obviously. And you should be just fine for, for getting your email and um, you know that that should be no problem. If you want to do more than that, um, I would say just hold off and wait to get back to your hotel at night. They probably are going to have Wi-Fi, and you can use that to do your more data data intensive applications. Um, so I would say that is probably the easiest way to go. Yeah, and then I don't know if you can turn off data separately, Mickey, on your mm-hmm. iPhone. But of course, there's that uh, thing we read uh, I think last week where there's some mysterious overnight data sending that uh, happens with iPhone. So if you're on a 20 megabyte plan, I would definitely try to avoid that uh, from keep that from happening. Yeah, just keep in mind, yeah, you're going to want to really be watching it. And of course, you can go in and there's actually a meter in there that you can you can watch and see how much data is being used and and, and see what's happening there. Um, What I would also say, though, is if you're looking for maybe cheaper, then I would um, go with um, other applications out there. I would not use SMS. I think that seems to be about the most expensive way that you can go. There is an international plan for $10. We'll give you 50 SMS messages incoming, or excuse me, outgoing. I think that's unlimited incoming, though take a look at that one. I was just looking at it recently for someone else that was asking me about this. Um, but it's it's not cheap to go that way. Otherwise, I think it's 50 cents a text message or something. I mean, it's, it's a really, really expensive amount. So I would recommend, as opposed to doing something like SMS, see if the people that you contact with, keep in contact with the most, you can use you know, an instant messaging application like WhatsApp. I mean, that's available on for a dollar and you can use it on kind of like BlackBerry Messenger on the iPhone or of course instant messaging if you get IM plus uh, that's an application I use for instant messaging on the iPhone and it works really well and of course it's very very low amounts of data because it's just text back and forth well and don't forget Google Voice of course Google Voice yeah you can send and receive text messages that way Um, you know granted they are going to have to text your Google Voice number but that you know could probably make sense uh, if you can just tell people um, either that you're, you know, that you work with or whoever it is that you're trying to keep in touch with to go that way. I think you'll be okay. Um, you know, SMSing with friends. Yeah. Go with Google voice and just use the data only uh, option there. Don't use regular SMS. Um, like I said, it's, it's way expensive. I just, I don't think it's a good way to go. Um, the other option you can do, of course, if you really want to, uh, you know, to, to figure out, I don't know how much time you have here. You can go with one of the SIM card options here, like a max Rome or a TrueFone Anywhere SIM, and those will give you cheaper rates while you're on the go. You'd have to have an unlocked 
uh, iPhone, of course, to be able to make that work. But if you do have that option with an unlocked device and can take the time, take a look at MaxRoam and TruePhone. Those are both uh, ops, uh, sources that I've used before when traveling, and they work very, very well. And that can you know, possibly take a take some of the strain off there as well. But again, the easiest way, get one of the international data plans and just keep a close eye on it and I think you'll be just fine, especially if all you're doing is sending and receiving, you know, instant messages. You'll be you'll be good. And next here is a question from Greg. He says, guys, I was wondering if you've seen any data on any data on torch failures, i.e. the BlackBerry torch and failure rates. I turned my original one after about 10 days for several issues with serious lagging and some white screen issues. Uh, I Then I returned it in another 12 days permanently because I thought it was just not stable enough for me. My wife's boss got one and about three weeks in, it just died. Wouldn't even turn on. Now I'm back on the bold 9000. I do miss some of the OS 6 features. I'd be curious if you've seen any stories or similar experiences. Thanks for always putting up a great show. If you keep this up, you'll soon be the 60 minutes of the cell phone podcasting world. Well, Greg, thank you very much for the comments. Love that, of course. Um, You know, I have not seen any real data. I was looking around for it this afternoon, seeing what I could find. And, you know, there are some people that have said that there's been, you know, issues with with different things, but it's it's almost like one-off things. There hasn't been any major data that's come out. And I don't know that we're going to see much because it would probably have to come either from RIM or AT&T. And that's almost admitting a problem with a device like that. So I'm going to keep an eye on this one because it's a, it's a device that is is really under a lot of scrutiny because it's the flagship device for a company, and a lot of people don't think that it works. Um, it, sh- it, sh- it that this should be what they came out with in 2010 as a device. I, I tend to disagree, and but I, I see you know with we've gone back and forth, and you know with emails, and you've kind of told me some of the issues that you've had with it, and unfortunately, I I I don't know that that's going to be the case. Um, you know, for everybody, of course not. Um, I've got a friend here in Phoenix who's got one and is loving it. And so we'll see what happens here. Of course, he's only had it for um, a little over a week. And, and you never know what happens after that. But overall, so far, so good with him. Um, and we'll just kind of see what happens with that. But I'll keep an eye on that. And if we do see something, we'll make sure to report on it. And absolutely. And it really kind of seems like, Mickey, that uh, I, at least I've experienced this trend here with my Sprint devices that the, the, the first generation software releases that BlackBerry puts out aren't the best. And usually once they get the next point release out, it kind of fixes quite a few problems uh, with the device and it's running. So, you know, it may not necessarily be the hardware. And, and yeah, Mickey, I looked at Crackberry forums as well in the Torch section. Didn't really see any major running threads of, of, of uh, you know, tons of people having uh, similar issues. And I, I don't think that there are any. I mean, it's there's going to be issues, you know, one-off issues. And, and the, you know, the return rate, Always. I don't even know... Yep. What do they look for? Less than five percent or something like that of devices to be returned? Uh, I don't. I don't remember, Mickey. I know there was a. I know we saw some story recently about that, but I don't remember what that number was. Yeah. Anyway, but no, nothing. Nothing that's come out that says that all the torches are bad. So, um, I know we're working on getting ninety seven hundred for you. And just as an aside, I I don't have an answer for you yet. So, Greg, I'll get back to you. But thanks for writing in. Of course, as always here, and uh, we appreciate your comments as well. Very very nice of you. And finally today, a comment from Jeff. Um, he says, "Here you go. She took your advice. Cheers." This was uh, from a question a couple of weeks ago uh, for someone who was looking to. Uh, I can't even remember which device that we we're looking to help Jeff out with, but. Uh, this is what his uh, the person that we helped out said. Okay, now I'm trying to type without nails and I'm still having some trouble. I can learn. Just give me some time. I was trying to push too hard on the keys and so it's a lot better. By the way, those cell phone junkies are pretty smart. <laughs> so there you go, Joey. <laughs> we gave somebody some Yay. good advice. 
We're so smart. there's at least one of us out there that believes that. So Great. there you go. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can give us a call 206-203-3734 or send us an email questions at the cell phone junkie.com or you can text us like Josh did 775-773-TCPJ. That's 8275. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the cell phone junkie or twitter.com slash cell phone junkie. Joey is on Twitter at twitter.com slash tcpj underscore joey and i am twitter.com slash tcpj underscore mickey so joey thank you very much as always for your time we'll talk to you later thanks for listening for more information about the stories you've just heard visit us at the cellphonejunkie.com <laughs>